Hey everyone, we are back for another exciting rehearsal this week, and it is all about college band this week. We will find out what made Steven say... Hmm. Oh, thank goodness the show has an editor. We might be able to deal with that one in post. And why Cynthia said... On the channel Fox 43, there's a segment called Tyler Tries. And guess what Tyler tried? To, um, he went to the York Suburban High School and tried marching band. All this and more. So get out on the field and we will see you back on the sidelines for this week's episode of On a Water Break. Let's go. Set it up. Top of the show. Form. Check form. Cover down. Do it again. Run it back. And we'll see you at the show. Welcome to another episode of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. This week, we are diving into the world of college band with a guest host who may just be the first marching band student with an endorsement deal and an interview with a female legend in the collegiate marching band world, University of Delaware band director, Heidi Sarver. Let's see who's on the sidelines this week. Cynthia. Hi, how are you guys? Good. I feel like I haven't talked to you like in ages. How, how are things up North? Well, up north, it's kind of our down season. It's kind of the resting time for us. And I know I look at all you guys and you're like, marching band. But for us, there's none. So we're just waiting and getting excited for Winter Garden. I'm happy to hear more about marching bands. And it's not my world, so I'm so happy to hear more. But here, it's just a regular mom-parent life, get kid getting to school, all that stuff. Awesome. Well, Steven, how about you? I'm doing good, Jackie. I'm missing football to be here, so we better make this good. <gasps> oh. <laughs> bum, I feel I, so earlier when you hopped on and I said, I feel blessed. Now I feel doubly blessed. Because <laughs> I didn't know you're you were going to be it's here It's not tonight. an Eagles game. And you're missing football, man. Hey, Ashley. Hi. It's been so long since I've been on. I'm so excited for tonight. I was going to say, I haven't seen you in forever either. I feel like this is just such a, a nice conglomeration of everybody. I literally, so I'm at bands like literally six out of seven days a week right now until, you know, November. So it's a lot. <laughs> I feel that so much. I'm sure a lot of our listeners feel that way. And also... I think our guest host for the week probably feels that way. So let's get to our guest host. This young man has done something. I know I have never heard of this before. I've never heard of a band kid having this happen. He went out there and he got himself an endorsement deal. Uh, we'll Whoa. let you tell him all about it, though. Please welcome Will Hazeltine. Howdy ho. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for coming on the show, man. We're excited to get to know you and introduce you to uh, the folks that listen to us every week. So good way to get that going. We always start off our interviews with something we call our life story in 32 counts. Gives you about 30 seconds to catch all of our listeners up to speed. Tell them who you are and what you're about. Sound good? Sure thing. Yeah. And start cool. right away, I suppose. Go. You'll get eight and in off the mat. Oh, 
Perfect. Well, yeah, I'm uh, Will Hazeltine. I got a nickname, Riff. That's what people in the University of Wisconsin marching band call me. I'm from a small farming town, Edgerton, Wisconsin. Decided to go to UW-Madison to pursue geological engineering, kind of a unique major. Um, so a lot of rocks. It's a, it's a really fun major. Um, and of rocks. course, I decided to audition for the marching band my first year. Played French horn in high school and mellophone then, of course. So I play mellophone now. And I'm in rank seven in the UW Madison marching band. Nice. Yeah, no, I love rocks. I actually uh, studied at Penn State School of Earth and Mineral Sciences for yeah. my degree. So I, I was not a geology major, but I had to take a good bit, actually. I wish this podcast was about rocks. But <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to have to talk to you about your endorsement. Deal, so. Well, no worries. Hey, at the UW-Madison Marching Band, we say eat a rock. That's our thing. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, my gosh. So catch uh, our listeners up to speed. Tell us what this uh, endorsement's all about. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a crazy story. Um, it started with Quick Trip. It's a... Midwest gas station, um, and so much more. I mean, they have groceries, they have gas, they have late night snacks, everything you can need for a college kid, especially. Yeah. And for a long time, because of some promotion I signed up for, I had uh, free coffee for a year. And oh, that was awesome. Cool. Um, but then that promotion ended. So I, I lost my free coffee privilege. <laughs> so then seeking some way to continue to get a coffee, I emailed Quick Trip and I said, <laughs> Hey, it's a long shot. I know, but how do I get free coffee still? And and then I pitched the idea. I'm in the marching band at UW-Madison. That's a big platform. It's like potentially there could be some sort of partnership here. Um, maybe some sort of NIL deal. I know that's a such new crazy thing in the world of right. college athletics, let alone not college athletics. And then it took a few months of, of waiting. Then they got back to me and they said, hey, we'd actually love to do this. We think you'd be a great candidate for it. You kind of embody the the atmosphere that quick trip wants to put out there as as a midwest person i was like great i mean i totally am <laughs> um <laughs> so then after some hoops to jump through over the summer we thought oh the football season's starting up that's when college marching band season of course starts up what a perfect time to kickstart the whole thing and start making some content with quick trip that's actually so cool that's so clever to just take the uh nil deals that all the athletes have been getting in the football teams and think i'm an athlete too i can probably get some free coffee out of this some, get some free coffee exactly it's like one of the most college student ideas i've ever heard of actually <laughs> so do you still get uh, free coffee is my question uh not entirely so uh with the there's an agreement that i have with quick trip um and in in that i i get coffee more or less nice <laughs> <laughs> um whether or not though i mean with this deal i'd be going to quick trip five days out of the week still to get a coffee and donut don't tell them that they don't need to know that <laughs> yeah. no it's the opposite he needs to sell that to be commercially <laughs> right. like huh? of course he would there go to quick go, there trip every day and of so would I. <laughs> I still pay my coffee at quick trip every <laughs> <laughs> but so what so should we not we but we see you in commercials on their social media on so uh, various sources myself, um, I'll be creating content on behalf of Quick Trip on my own social media platforms. And that's just oh. my mm -hmm. first name, last name, mm -hmm. I think, for TikTok and Instagram. Those are the main two platforms. Just William Hazeltine, all one word. Um, Quick Trip as well had been sharing content, sharing about the promotion. So 
I'll be on the Quick Trip social media. And then also in the state of Wisconsin, at least, this is it kind of erupted for a good week and a half, and it still is. Uh, various news stations have reached out to me, reached out to Quick Trip, wanted to do a piece about it. So I've been in the news already twice with two different news stations, a third news station coming up next week, I believe. Um, nice. Just to, again, talk about it, promote how crazy of a partnership this is. Yeah, so you're becoming you're becoming a marching band influencer. <laughs> social media, like uh-huh. it's gonna be a new trend. Well, I'm very excited that I'm able to do it for the whole marching band community because, mm. um, you know, and anyone hears the word nil deal, you instantly think of, all right, the starter quarterback is you know getting these big promotional deals. So it's pretty neat, and I'm excited to do it on behalf of marching band members. You know in wisconsin in my own band or you know different bands all across the united states of like oh somebody else can do this too like this isn't just for that starter quarterback right Um, yeah give some love to the marching bands come on well they did that's (laughs) that's pretty cool you're a trailblazer in something really unique man i'm excited to be in that position yeah so will what does the band director think um that you have this deal going like what's their thoughts um, the thoughts are, are overall very supportive. Um, it is definitely something new on the director's end as well. Um, something that they weren't entirely sure of. And it involves a lot of people more than just quick trip myself. Um, is that who's the, that is who the deal is between me and quick trip, but it involves the directors It involves the university yeah. on many different levels. Um, overall they were supportive of it and they said, you know, go get them. I mean, try your yeah. hand at it and we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, they they knew that there wasn't maybe as much uh, direct input as they could. It wasn't their opportunity to put in a bunch of direct right. input. It was more yeah. on the me and Quick Trip side of things. Um, but in all, they were in support of it. And that, that was good to hear, knowing that I could pursue that. Um, yeah, and then on the university end, they're also in support of it. And that's where the, some of the hoops have been. It's like, all right, what can and can't right. I post? And it's been working with right. the university. Um, and, and so far, all good things working with the university, too. So that's very exciting. Me and Quick Trip like that news. Um, it makes me excited to make some more content soon. Right. So that actually, I guess, kind of makes me curious. You're like leading the way, essentially, for what hopefully a lot of others could do. Do you maybe have some advice for some other college students that could be listening and maybe think this sounds like something I'm interested in? Um, what would you offer to them? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I want to first put out too, it's, I, I'm in a unique position because I'm in the marching band and that's a platform in itself of mm-hmm. name, image, and likeness. Um, mm-hmm. But in part, the reason I'm partnering with Quick Trip is just because of who I am as a person and what quick trip saw in that. Um, so okay. it really could be any college student. You could be in any club, any organization, any extracurricular, right? That could be your platform to have some sort of partnership with. And then it's having that initiative to reach out to someone because it might be harder to find people in those positions rather than again, the, the star quarterback is on the TV all the time. Um, <laughs> but right, right, just having an initiative to reach out for someone and try to make something out of nothing, right? That's hard to do, but if you can do it, it could be very fulfilling. Right. It, do, it sounds kind of similar to like applying for a scholarship 
in yeah. a way. That's like actually if you're what the... I was going to say. Right. Yeah. Is getting those scholarships whenever you're, especially like when you're trying to get into school or like you're in your first years of college, you know, you're sort of competing against everyone and you don't really know what your competition is. And so just putting yourself out there and putting your best foot forward and hoping that that's what the company's looking for is like the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. And that it's so new. I think there's a lot of companies out there that would be eager to do something similar that I have with quick trip, not maybe the exact same, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever Avenue a different company would want to take. I'm sure there's some position out there for a different student somewhere across the, the world to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. I can only imagine the Wawa's, the cheats. <laughs> My East Coast boys will be uh, grinding for those <laughs> endorsement positions soon. <laughs> what were you saying, Jackie? I was just going to say, let's do our gush and bows for the week. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to gush about. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Cynthia, you do you want to start us off? Which way? Oh my God! Well, I don't want to toot my own horn, but the final the loss in translation. God, I was already lost in translation. The loss in <laughs> translation uh, bon- bonus episode started. So the first one is with oh, I have Jackie Brown in my face, but the director of the Magnolia Project. I am um, not the director of the Magnolia. No, I know you're not, but you guys have the same name, but the, not the same last name. Jackie Price. There we go. Thank you to the person <laughs> on the sideline. Um, <laughs> the director of the Magnolia Project. And it's really interesting because they're moving up to open class this year. So she just gave Ooh. us a little tease about this. And their audition, if I'm not mistaken, is this weekend. So if you're interested, you can uh, reach to her or reach to the Magnolia Project and listen to the podcast. The second one came out, and it's with Gilles Ouellet. And if you want to hear my little accent and some exotic words here and there, it's really fun because he's a Quebec French-speaking person that moved to the U.S. in his late 20s and is now, a lot of people know him. He has been with Spirit of Atlanta, and he's a judge, WGI judge level at GE. And uh, it's really interesting, and there's going to be more content coming up. So, yeah, go see all that extra content, Lost in Translation. And if you want to speak to me, I need to get to know people that are from all around the world, from uh, anything, anyone, a parrot, uh, a member, uh, anyone. I, it's really, really fun. It's easy. We choose a word. We talk about that word. And that's it. So, yeah. Yeah. Send an email to on a water break podcast at gmail.com. Honestly, you can also DM me at Spectronics Guard or on a water break. Like, seriously, I live on social media. So (laughs) (laughs) if if you want to message Cynthia and you want to be on that, I will forward that on to her if nothing else. Maybe someday we can get a phone line. Yeah. Get some voicemails in here one day. There you go. <laughs> if you take the voicemails and you break. take care of this, let's do it, Steven. I'm all for it. Uh, you be our secretary. Me go. take care of this? This sounds like a Jeremy problem. Uh, <laughs> my gush and go for the week. <laughs> my gush and go Steven, for the gush, week. Gush, gush, gush. Uh... Right under the bus. Right under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I have a... Uh... We had our biggest video on the Yebase page that I, I kind of help operate. Um, it's really blowing up on us pretty fast. It's at like 425,000 views wow. now. Wow. And pretty steadily approaching 500,000. I think it'll get there. I don't know if it'll get a lot past there, but 
it's just wild. It's like I didn't even know there were like 500,000 people out there that are interested in watching people play bass drum. Um, I didn't know there were 500,000 people out there that even knew that people play bass drum. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, that's pretty cool. That's been just keeping me anytime I feel down, I just open up Instagram, take a look at it. Um, something that's interesting. Haters actually come out of the woodwork. It's been oh, really positive do. reception, but on, it yeah. turns out on the big videos, it doesn't matter what it is. They right. just seep out to just hate. Doesn't <laughs> matter how good it is. But uh, and it doesn't matter if they have any experience in what you're doing, or oh, no, if they're super experienced in what you're doing. Like you will get haters of all kinds. <laughs> they everybody gets hate. I think uh, it definitely shows if you're getting hate, you're doing something right because ah. <laughs> people are looking. Um, Let's see. How about Ashley? What do you want to gush and go on about? There has been just so much going on within the past few weeks. So uh, I work with the University of Delaware with the Golden Girl Twirlers. And then I also direct the color guard at my local high school, which is Rising Sun. Um, so they both have their first performances on the 16th. So Delaware has their first game. And then Rising Sun has their first competition. The guard uniforms get delivered tomorrow to the school, so I'm super excited about that. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. it, everything's just been so busy. I'm just looking forward to the whole marching band season because I clearly just love to be busy and, and have no free time. It's that time of year. <laughs> yeah, you weren't kidding. Six out of seven days a week is yeah, a lot. Delaware um, is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Rising Sun is Tuesday, Thursday. And Friday night football games, and then Saturday I'm, like, in two places at once. So, it's so much wow. fun. <laughs> Super position of band. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole lot. But good for you. It sounds like you're at least doing stuff that oh, you like doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like that I still get to teach color guard, but I also still get to have my twirling side, which is really where I came from. So, it's great that I just, and, and Delaware is just such an amazing place to be um, with Heidi, our, our um, interviewee that's next. Um, she's just amazing and such a family atmosphere. I know every band says that, but I just feel like it's different here. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Will, now that you kind of see how our gush and goes work, you get to gush and go on about anything you want to talk about. We, we will even, like, we won't tell Quick Trip if you talk about something besides Quick Trip. It can be anything you can talk, you can talk about rocks if you want. That, that can be your moment. I would talk love it if you talked about rocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of will. I wanted to talk about school. Um, school started just yesterday, officially. I've been doing band for three weeks ahead of time. But mm. first day of school was yesterday. Day two was today. Made it to all my classes. That's, you know, nice. Might not happen next win. week, but it happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's syllabus week. So I just show up and sit in the class and take it in for a little Good bit. Good on you for showing up. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, rock classes. I'm in two rock classes this semester. One is on the slope stability of rocks. If you have a big hill, what's going to cause the hill to just cause a landslide, more or less? Um, the other one is like a research rock class where I I choose a topic and I do research on it and then I present on it. Um, higher, I'm a senior at UW Madison, so higher level class. Gonna do uh, the Highland Hills of Scotland. There's 
nice rock things going on there so good choice uh-huh and if i that's so my cards right maybe i'll get to go to scotland that'd be pretty cool Ah. i actually took a trip there like uh, a little over a year ago and it was undoubtedly the coolest trip i have ever Mm. been on just because the place looks otherworldly like Mm. the rock formations and the mountains up there don't look like they belong on earth and that's exactly what you know day one of research i'm like all right we'll do scotland holy smokes it's beautiful and the geology yeah. is super complicated and i'm like well it's a rock i know that that's a start and <laughs> <laughs> after that i'm a little okay we gotta figure out what kind of rock it is now that's the next step yeah i uh, know but it's been a good first two days and tomorrow i'm going to uh, this is my you know every senior has his fun class that you know you just do for fun so my fun class is going to be hip hop dance. Oh, oh God. Ooh, I love yes. those stories. Oh, I love this. And I've never done hip hop dance in my life. No idea how, <sighs> how it'll go, but it's tomorrow. <laughs> At my bachelor, I did a puppeteer class. Like, I, no way. I, I That'd be so those. much fun. I love those random classes. Like, why do we even? But, oh. Yeah, it was oh. between that and a choir class, but... uh. The choir class didn't fit my schedule, so I went to dance class. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah. And nah, hip hop sits on the social fun. media. We'll see you with a coffee. Hip hop dancing the, with your coffee. And your horn. Yeah, and your hip hop dancing with your quick trip coffee. Your yeah, you're, this is built for TikTok, man. This will be fun. Are, yeah. You're playing the game. You right? play your yeah. cards right. Is there a quick trip in Scotland? You could do rocks, coffee, and quick trip in Scotland. Oh, I don't know if there is just like store away quick trip goodies in my luggage and bring them out in Scotland. There you go. International brand representative Uh Will Hazeltine. Yes. Get all the All right, guys. Let's all run over to Quick Trip real quick and grab some coffee. Uh, Everybody get with your section leaders and warm up on your own, and we'll see you on the next break. Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. All right, guys, bring it in off the field. No bass drums. You can leave those back there for now. We're coming right back to this set. Guys, we are here with our guest clinician today. Uh, Ashley and I are talking to Heidi. So we have a little tradition. And, uh, you know, I'm going to let Ashley explain how this works to you. So what we do um, when we have a new guest on the show or a new clinician, we give them um, 32 counts to tell their whole life story um, within those 32 counts. So um, we'll give you eight noun off the men and then it's all yours. Are you ready? 
I will be talking very quickly. Here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Eight off the mat. So I was born in North Jersey. I always wanted to be a teacher and eventually figured out that I wanted to be a band director because I thought it would be really cool. So I went to the University of Massachusetts, got my bachelor's degree there and my master's degree there. And I became a high school band director. And after that, I became the assistant band director at Temple University. And after that, I was spending my 29th year at the University of Delaware as professor of music and director of athletic bands. Oh, you got, you some got time. time left. <laughs> Well, I talk really, really fast. I mean, so we ran out of time there. We have more time. Wow. I don't know what 32 counts are really like. <laughs> That's great. But that I is totally it in a nutshell. Realize I didn't say your last name. This is Heidi Sarver. Am I saying that correctly? Correct. And uh, we know you from the University of Delaware. Yeah. So, um, Heidi, looking back at your time as the band director at Delaware, um, what do you consider the most significant achievements and milestones that you've accomplished while there? Uh, there are many. Um, you know, right off the bat, there is no question that when one is hired to create a band that has about 88 people in it, and you are given a timeline of having 200 members in the band by year five, you have 300 members in the band by year three. Um, so... You know, the milestone, benchmark, whatever you want to call it, that was a personal achievement that meant more to me than anything, that the students that came to University of Delaware bought into what I was bringing to the table, and they thrived upon it. Um, as far as accolades go and things like that, sure, we can talk about two presidential inaugurations, um, three football championship trips, Grand Nats for Bands of America, regional championships for Bands of America, Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, they're all on everybody's band list. Um, most bands do those things. Um, they're great accomplishments. It's wonderful, wonder that, wonderful that we were chosen to do those things. But for me, as I look back over it, I think the greatest achievement will be about you know 10,000 students that walk through the doors that I hope I had some sort of impact positively on their lives. That's all we can really ask for. <laughs> I was I went to Delaware um, with Heidi being my director from 2016 to 20, well, fall of 2019 going into 2020 right before COVID. Um, and my time as, at Delaware like totally changed me as a person and my work ethic and just my outlook on life. So I know at least I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, I mean, band is band. Um, it's it's what we do. It's what we love. It's a vehicle that we express our creativity through, our love of life through. But at the end of the day, it's very little bit about music and a whole lot about life if you're doing it right. Right. Would you say that's more true at the level that you're at, being at a college versus, um, you know, a lot of our listeners are high school directors? I think that's a fabulous question, first of all. And I think it's appropriate for both levels because I certainly talked public school um, be before I got into the college world. I think the life skills that you teach in high school or ever or middle school or elementary school, they're still life skills. So how do you approach that age level of student to give them the skill set they need to survive in this world? Um, what I find most interesting now after... You know, this is my 36th year of teaching. 
um, <clears throat> seeing what COVID has done to the child, um, and uh, I will use the word stunted, their learning, their emotional growth, their ability to function socially. Um, I find college freshmen are much younger than they used to be. So I think those life skills are more important. But I think it's how you talk to the student. It's how you how you convey what they need most and help them navigate those waters. So even if I was still teaching high school, I would still be teaching life skills. In fact, I do during the summer through Georgian Parks Drum Major Academy. Those are life skills. We teach them to conduct. We teach them to lead the band. But 90% of it is how to get through life. And since you've taught high school and college, what's your, do you have a preference? Like, do you have a favorite? I mean, college for this long, but. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a great question. Um, I've always said that I've missed watching the students grow up when you're in high school because they're, you know, what you, you take a 14 year old boy and then they, you know, when they're a freshman and watch them become this 18 year old, almost adult. Um, and send them off to college. It's an amazing thing to see a, a child develop. Um, I miss the aspects of teaching uh, high school where I would have a full big band, where I would have multiple indoor ensembles plus the marching band outside and it, all of that. Um, there were an enormous amount of fun. Um, I grew as a musician just teaching them. Uh, the college thing is, is different. It's, it's just a whole different animal. They are adults, period. End of discussion. They're 18 and over and they need to be treated that way, whether they act that way or not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but they're, it's apples and chimpanzees. Um, (laughs) you know, know, teaching is teaching, but you're still, (laughs) you're still dealing with a specific, development of the child at a certain age level. Um, So I think there's benefits on both and there's drawbacks to both. I mean, for all the high school band directors out there, congratulations. Uh, You deserve the medal and the honors and the certificates of achievements. God forgive me for band parents groups. I don't miss band parent groups. And in college, (laughs) you don't have to do that. And my band parents group at Oceanside High School in Long Island was great. They were wonderful people. Don't misunderstand me. But it's one aspect of the job that I don't have to deal with. The difference is I do have to deal with higher education administration. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other animal. Um, I was going to say, is that more intense? than It's it's politically more intense. Uh, and uh, it's it's an interesting line to walk. Um, plenty of politics when I was teaching high school and balancing parents and administration and superintendents right. and things like that. But it's it's got a different vibe to it. Um, I don't. I'm not sure I can articulate what it really is. So Heidi, how would you say that your um, leadership style um, has impacted the culture and success at the University of Delaware? Um, and I know that you've also talked about teaching at DMA. So how has that impacted it as well? So I think what's important to first recognize is that um, the teacher I am today is not the teacher I was 29 years ago when I got to Delaware, nor the teacher I was when I first became a band director back in, um, the heck, when did I start? 1988. 
Um, I've grown up, and I think that's um, the beauty, <laughs> the beauty of being a human being. Um, we, Our leadership styles evolve. Um, I certainly don't teach the way I did in 88. I definitely don't teach the way I did in 95. Um, I think that as I grew more mature, as I grew uh, in understanding how how leadership works, how servant leadership works, because that's the mm-hmm. where I where I basically pitch from, um, and and recognizing the sacrifice of that, and trying to teach that to the students uh, through the vehicle of marching band or what have you, um, the impact is much greater than um, I truly believe people understand. Um, yeah, I said it earlier. It's a little bit about music, and it's a whole lot about life. Um, if I were just to show up, then I had this experience once, if I were to show up and dial it in, um, and that the students did it as a job, their job was to be there from four to six in the afternoon. And, you know, that was it. That was their commitment. We came in, we played, we marched our dot, we left. There was no community. There was no, um, interaction between the directors. We showed up, we did our jobs and we left. Uh, sadly, unfortunately, one time I was once told by, um, a superior, if you will, that, um, you know, they, they're here to get this done and that's it. And the rest of it is just nonsense. So don't waste time. Oh no. The nonsense is not nonsense. The nonsense is the most, it's the glue. It's what holds it all together. Um, and I think that's the difference in, in programs, um, so as I got better at understanding that, I think my students got better in, in, in understanding how to interact and understanding what their role was uh, because, because of the glue. So when you talk about DMA, um, Drum Major Academy, you, you can take all those lessons from the Drum Major Academy and you can give them as notes and don't tell the stories that glue all of it together. And it's like sitting in the back of a thousand member lecture class and there's no personal interaction. There's no vulnerability. There's no human connection. And when you remove the human connection, I, I don't think you have a very good band. Um, there are going to be a lot of tears this year. There already are tears this year. Mm-hmm. And I think over the years there have been tears. Um, and they're good tears. They're happy tears. But it means that there is an emotional connection. Um, and that, to me, when you talk about leadership style, um, I really do think that people who allow themselves to be vulnerable as a teacher, they open a door that their students can walk through where it's safe, where they can connect to something personal that they've experienced. And suddenly the content of the class becomes more relevant to them. Or we can just teach music and dots and throw things up in the air and call it a day. I love that you put it that way because... I, that really is the heart of it all and why we're doing what we're doing. We, I mean, we haven't mentioned this to our, our audience yet, but you are retiring this year, correct? 
this is it. This is the victory lap. Um, it, it happened fast. Uh, was How not... do you feel about it? Like, what are some of the things going through your mind getting to this point in your career? Relieved. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, there's, there's this strange thing out there that I had this plan that I announced it back in June that I said it here, I said it there. I, I made the decision on August 11th. Um, I wasn't even around during the summer. Uh, and, uh, I, I'd been kicking a couple of different years around. It was first 2026. Cause my house will be paid off, you know, and for those of you that are a little bit older out there, when your mortgage doesn't exist, you can, you can make all kinds of important life decisions. Um, <laughs> or, or it's like, maybe I'll stay until I'm 65 and then Medicare kicks in and yeah, okay. I can, I can get out of the job, but, um, when your financial advisor calls you and says, have you ever thought about going at 60? You're like, what? That's like in a couple of months. And it, it things just fell into to place and it was a very quick decision, but it, it was the right decision. And all I can say is to all the people out there, when that day comes, whether it's 40 years from now or three years from now, it is critical that you sit with the people who are closest to you in your life and you discuss it and then you make that decision on your own uh, and you do it for yourself and nobody on the outside should have any input to it because it's frankly one of the biggest decisions you are ever going to make because your identity completely changes. Mm. What, what am I? Who am I? I'm a college band director. And in 350 plus days, what am I? Who am I? I'm retired. What does that even mean? But am I okay with it? I'm okay with it. I'm having the time of my life um, right now. Every every rehearsal, I, I, you know, oh my gosh, Mother Nature, please stop with the rain. Please stop with the rain. We need to have a <laughs> rehearsal. But I, I go to rehearsal. It's like, okay, let's have fun. And it's like, yeah, we need to figure this stuff out. And this needs to be changed for next year. And well, I'll make a note of it for whoever the next year person's going to be. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit, um, it's the word I'm looking for freeing. It's, mm. it's freeing. I never thought it would be like that. So it will be bittersweet very fast. Yeah. And you've got your last, you have your last first game coming up. How, how is that making you feel? Uh, let's see. The scripts haven't been sent into athletics yet. We have new people in marketing who aren't too sure about what they're doing. Um, nobody seems to know whether or not we're going to have lunch or dinner for the band. Nobody knows if we're going to have post-halftime snacks for the band. Um, <laughs> I think the bus company is set. I'm not sure about the schedule there for them. Uh, and I'm watching a weather for a hurricane. So how do I feel about my last first game? Status quo. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, it's no different than the end of band camp this year, um, which I don't really count that last weekend because we're into friends and family day and, you know, the freshman class welcome. But on Friday night, that hit me when the band left the field mm -hmm. and it's like night lights are on, it's 10 o'clock at night. 
and there's nobody here and the fields is very empty and that was hard to swallow. Um, and those, those moments, those moments will come. I have no question about that. So what, um, as you prepare to retire, what kind of um, legacy do you feel that you'll leave behind for the future generations to come through University of Delaware? Well, I can't control what happens next. And I think that's, um, I think that's been a most important acceptance um, you know, as band directors, we're control freaks. We have to be. A lot of folks don't understand the, the, the responsibility and the liability of 300 students and buses and just walking through a parking lot. Um, but I can't control the future. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. Um, it's no different than when I came in for, new for the job. The new person's going to pick up where I left off and go from there. So as far as leaving things behind in a legacy, it's 29 years of a lot. Um, like I said, I inherited a band program. One roster had 88 kids on it. Another roster had 111. I have no idea which roster was correct. Um, <laughs> we, we had to eliminate an enormous amount of, um, let's just call them challenges. <laughs> There was a lot of cleaning up to do, and um, that didn't go over well. That didn't go over well with the uh, membership, so there was turnover. But the interesting thing about that was th th my first year, we had 147 students in the band. The next year, we broke 200. So whatever we were doing was right. Yeah. And if people didn't like it, they didn't have to like it. It wasn't a place for them, unfortunately. Um, and the band thrived. And it continued to thrive. So I think I leave behind stability. I hope I leave behind stability. Um, I think I've, I'm leaving behind a pretty solid template that whoever comes in next can start from. And I would hope that they, it's a person that sees what is doesn't choose to maintain, but chooses to continue evolving what is. So like, what's next? What hasn't the band done that the new band director wants to do? Go do it. Go create. Go play. It's your turn now. Um, and I hope that as the season progresses, I'm able to have those conversations with the student body of what their role is in, in what's next. And, and um, you know, Ashley, you were there for some of it that one night at band camp when I was talking about it's always been the student's band. I'm just a caretaker. I've been a caretaker for a long time. Now I feel like I'm quoting The Shining. I've always been here. Um, <laughs> but but it's a caretaker <laughs> role. It, and it's not my band. The band existed before me. It will exist after me. Mm -hmm. And that's a humbling thing to swallow. Uh, but it, it's what it is. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what comes next. I have no intentions of hanging around. Um, I'll wait three, four years, and then I'll go to a football game. 
Everybody needs to graduate. It's not fair to the person coming in. It's not for the students who are left behind. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I hope the legacy is I did good. That's such a respectful way to do it. I know because there, I've I've seen so many programs, high school, college, whatever. You know, they come back to watch, and and it's it's just it makes such an awkward situation that's just not fair to anybody. And it it really is that. Thank you for setting such a good example for those out there who are transitioning. Like it's just a normal part of life, and we have to accept that. Well, and it it's not because I'm some smart person. <laughs> it's because my first year of teaching in 1988, the very first football game and every home game thereafter, the previous band director was sitting in the stands with the band. Mm -hmm. And I was never in a position to let for it to become my program. Um, I was always, you know, students were always going, Mr. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. And like, we need, we just scored a touchdown. We need to play. We, we need to do, we got ready for halftime. And you're distracting from my program. And um, so I think, you know, as we cycle back to a couple of things, you know, legacy and leadership style and a lot of the lessons that I teach are based upon what I've learned from a negative perspective, um, uh, how I treat, I hope how I treat my professional staff is based upon how I was not treated well as a professional staff member. Um, how I treat my students is how I saw other people not treating students properly, not treating students with respect. Um, and that's a, it, that can be a sad thing, but I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as you, from every situation, there is something to learn. And hopefully you're learning something positive from it, even if the situation is negative. Love that. So I don't want to be that person, I guess, is the simplistic way of saying it. <laughs> so what do you think is after, what do, where, where do you see yourself in retirement? Like, what's the next thing for you? That is an awesome question. <laughs> what is Act 3 going to be? Um, I think... I think there'll be a couple of things at first. Acclimation. <laughs> got to acclimate to the situation of not having to go into the office every single day. Um, I, I will, you know, the website will get up there and I'll hang the shingle. I'd like to pick up a couple of schools and, and write. I haven't written for anybody other than us for a number of years. Um, I'm writing for one small university right now. Um, I wrote for University of Massachusetts for 27 years, for crying out loud. Um, so I, it would be nice to try to, you know, pick up a couple of those little gigs on the side as freelancing as a way to think about it. Um, guest conducting, doing clinics. But I don't really want to fill the calendar completely. Um, I have not traveled that much in my life. And it's not like I have an enormous amount of excess of funds. Sorry. But um, I, I do want to get out, see family, see friends around the country, um, and uh, finally have some time to do things like that. I think everybody says that when they go into retirement, and then life happens, and we see what we'll figure it out as it comes. Um, but I don't 
I don't anticipate being a stranger to the industry. At least not for a while. (laughs) Heidi, thank you so much. You are such an inspiration to all of us out here who are just still grinding away and getting working toward that point in our lives. That is just, that's excellent. Well, if I can give you a piece of advice, it goes by fast. (laughs) I mean, it's like, it wasn't last week that I was teaching high school, but let's say it was a couple of months ago, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It goes by fast and um, everybody says it. And then you find yourself there and you recognize it. So prepare yourself. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and chat with us. I know. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Your words are definitely going to be on awesome listener ears because we seriously have the greatest people out here listening. And of course this lovely band here who needs to go pick up their stuff and get back out on the field because it is time for another rep. We can't just sit around and have all of our feelings right now. Let's go (laughs) practice. That was a great rehearsal chunk. I feel like that quick trip coffee just ran all the way through y'all's veins and made some amazing things happen on the field. That was also an awesome interview with Heidi. Ashley, oh my gosh, how cool was it to get to talk to her? I I love talking to her every time that we're at rehearsal. She's always joking and she's just so relaxed now that she's announcing her retirement, which is pretty bittersweet because um, she was my band director when I was at Delaware. Um, so it's it's hard to see her go, but she's literally living her best life. When she's on the tower, she's also talking to the town of Newark. And there's like apartment complexes and townhouses. And there's always so many things going on. Like in the middle of rehearsal, the train comes by probably like five times during rehearsal. So it's it's just really awesome watching her um, live her best life. And she's going to do so many amazing things um, after she retires. Um, and I'm just really excited for her. And um, I'm so grateful that we got to have that interview with her. Well, I was just thinking about this, Ashley. And not to change the subject on us, but <laughs> we have this fun thing that we've been doing to get to know all of our hosts a little bit more. And I just realized this is the first time you've been on since we started doing this. So I need to ask you, what part of the marching band show are you? I, I feel like I'm probably, it's, I feel like it's a close call between the drum break or the closer. Every time I think about a drum break, I just think about Mm. like being on weapon and like being aggressive, which I mean, sometimes it's me, but most of the time it's not. It's like my alter ego. Because you're such an aggressive person, Ashley. Right. (laughs) It's my alter ego. It depends. It depends who has my hand. You're right. If I'm like into it, I can be aggressive, but Mm -hmm. then I also am like, okay, pretty valid. So I don't know. Mm. I think I'm just the whole show. I am the show. How about that? (laughs) You got that answer before? I love this. That sounds like it. (laughs) 
Will, what about you? What part of the Marching Man show are you? I was giving this some thought. My first time hearing this question, too, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm the part of the show where all of a sudden the tempo changes and you're marching at like 150, 100 beats per minute, ridiculously fast. And it's like, it, that's a lot of work. That's pretty tough. But at the same time, that's so exciting. It's so just puts your whole body into motion and you're just going at it and you're so excited and you have this, all this drive to just keep marching. And that's how I typically am at the practices, even in the games. I'm like, just so jazzed to be on the field. And it's, very exciting. I don't know. I, I'm always excited when we march fast too. Yeah, you seem like the guy that could turn it from like 60 BPM to 150, like <laughs> just like that. And then you just know, like in the Madison, we have the stop at the top, which is, that's hard to do. And then it's like you're you're just going to town like a, a pure athlete, right? You feel like the Hulk all of a sudden. You're just mm. playing playing as high notes as loud as you can, and it's fun. It's after that quick trip coffee. That's yeah, probably much, much of the coffee for sure. Takes that quick trip and turns into the Hulk. Yeah, during my nice. water breaks, I'm drinking coffee too, and then people are like, "Is he drinking coffee right now?" It's ninety so degrees bad outside. for you. Not bad, bad, but it's like you drink more water if you drink coffee. I mean, maybe if you're going to some subpar coffee place like a Dunkin' Donuts or something. Mm-hmm. Never a quick trip though. Stephen, what if I have an email from Dunkin'? right now asking about sponsorship (laughs) you just blew it for us (laughs) Mm. oh thank goodness the show has an editor we might be able to deal with that one in post (laughs) all right you guys let's get on to the news um will let's just throw you in the hot seat what news story do you have for us today i've got a fun news story it's from the legendary dolly parton country music icon and I personally love this story because I'm a big older country music fan, right? Dolly mm. Parton fan. Uh, Dolly Parton, she congratulated in the news Franklin High School, uh, the Franklin High School marching band specifically, on their two upcoming performances. Let's see. The Franklin band performs at the Will- Williamson County Marching Band ex- Exhibition September 9th. So that's in two days. Um, <laughs> and they'll play some of the songs from Dolly Parton's album. The Dolly Parton story, Rags to Rhinestones. Um, and then the she also congratulated the band on their upcoming performance in New York City, which is a massive deal. Um, and they're performing in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City. Nice. So I don't know. I think that's super cool when someone Dolly Parton status, you know, the most famous of famous musicians mm-hmm. to ever do it, will, you know, take the time to give kudos to a marching band um on their performance Mm. so that's pretty cool and and i know dolly parton as a big humanitarian and she does Mm -hmm. so much for so many people across Mm. the united states and across the world she sends Um, my toddler a book every single month yes (laughs) yeah i love dolly parton what i always say about dolly parton is that she rocks (laughs) (laughs) that one worked that one worked well enough i had to see i didn't know if you guys were gonna laugh or groan at me for it but <laughs> kind of both <laughs> ashley what do you That's got cool, for us today let's, um, let's do your news story my news story is from flow marching um 
it's about college scholarships. It's can I get a college scholarship doing marching band and what you need to know. So obviously college is really expensive, but like if you're in band, there are some ways to get some scholarships. Um, it may not be like a full ride, but any little bit helps. Um, I know at least for the twirlers, there are some schools that give the future twirler a full ride for all four years if they have that position. Um, yeah. I think Penn State does. I think um, Iowa, University of Iowa. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head which ones they all are, but I, there, there are so many opportunities um, for twirlers and really for everyone. Um, if you do marching band in college, um, you could get either a couple hundred dollars or maybe a couple thousand to go towards um, whatever. I mean, like when I was in college band, my scholarship funds went towards my textbook. So it was kind of like evened out by that. Um, but if, if uh, students can search for the scholarships um, on websites like Niche, College Board, and Scholarships 360, to try to research if they want to go to college and want to do band, they can see what, what their options are. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, won't you guys be talking to some college twirlers pretty soon, actually? I think so. I think we have some of that going on in the works for on a water break in <laughs> rhinestones. Um, nice. Yeah. It's coming out. It reminds <laughs> me a lot of uh, Will's deal, actually. It seems like there's uh, lots of different avenues coming up for college students involved in the arts to either find scholarships or find some more uh, just cool, interesting stuff they can get into with uh, outside companies yeah. out at, like outside of their schools. Yeah, I actually know there's like quite a few twirlers that are uh, like brand ambassadors for... Um, celsius like the energy drink and alani they always oh. are posting with their energy drinks and they're like hashtag ambassador and i'm like huh. how do you even get to how do you even do that it's like literally all over my my instagram page <laughs> i think i know someone you could talk to will how do you get a uh, <laughs> sponsorship <laughs> Not sure about Celsius, but I mean, just having that drive, you go out and email someone and hopefully they email you back. Um, and it's a different avenue than the scholarship route, but it's at the end of the day, pretty similar. You got to, yeah. you know, write to somebody and say, here's why I should be the guy, be the person. Right. Um, but it's a more fun avenue, I almost think, because now I make mm -hmm. the content too. And I, that's a unique avenue to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're a trailblazer on it. Hopefully there's lots of people to follow the way after you. Well, it's definitely a lot more fun than just like having to write essays, which is what a lot of the scholarships when I was in college were about. Like, oh, write this essay. I'm like, I would rather make a music video for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, making TikTok videos are way more fun than writing essays. And I'm bad at writing essays. So I, I remember like two or three years back going into college, I'd have to write them for scholarships. And I'm like, uh, there's no way I'm getting this. Probably didn't get it. I don't know. But then the this opportunity, it's something that, you know, 21 i can make a tiktok video i know how to do that i can post online nice cynthia what do you got speaking of posting online 
<laughs> so um, on the channel Fox 43, there's a segment called Tyler Tries. And guess what Tyler tried? To, um, he went to the York Suburban High School and tried marching band. And as marching band and marching art people, I can tell you it's kind of a fun segment altogether just to see someone try something that no one knows about, but we know. So it's kind of a fun segment because it's funny with him, but then some of us are taking our our art seriously so you see the seriousness of it but then the kind of quirky side of it so it's cool um and for me it's kind of although i really know marching man and not marching man but drum corps and color guard marching man is kind of a different thing like it's you put on a show so quickly it seems like is it the shortest season it can be out of the drum corps color guard and marching man do you think guys Pretty much real. Realistically, it is in some senses, you can start the marching band season early in the summer or even sometimes in the springtime. I was um, going to say, how? we do auditions as early as like April for fall marching band. Yeah. But is there kids doing uh, drum corps at the same time? If a Sometimes. kid is doing drum corps, that's like your superstar and you don't even care um... that they're not about to be there. When they get back from drum corps, you welcome their presence <laughs> yeah. um, exactly yep. what it was because coming back this august there's like four or five people at madison who did drum corps and it's like oh my gosh the superstar is back one yeah. of them's a telephone <laughs> player with me and i'm like oh my gosh i'm bowing down to him he's amazing <laughs> he knows everything he's doing it's awesome to see yeah no so if a kid goes away and does drum corps that's <laughs> actually awesome we we get pretty excited about that but it's not too uncommon for a school to start with like a bi-weekly rehearsal or at least they're like back to band night back mm -hmm. in like May, April of the uh, season prior. So in that sense, it can stretch for seven months almost. Oh, wow. But usually rehearsals don't pick back up on a real regular basis until like the end of August. So it's kind of that short season you're thinking of once they're back mm -hmm. in school. Right. Yeah. And, and is like, it just at night rehearsals about, mostly? Oh, sorry. Thinking about the end, like the intensity of band camp, like you have like, maybe you don't have any rehearsal <laughs> through all of June. And then all of a sudden you have like a week long band camp in July or in August or something or two weeks. I, I know some schools go to like three or four weeks of band camp. Like it's so Oof. much. It's really intense all at once. So that's, I think, part of it, too. Yeah, this summer, then, we spent three weeks during a band camp, and we had three days for three weeks. And I thought it was awesome. I loved being out there. Other people, you could tell, wow, another week? All right, when's the show? When's the first show? And then immediately after, you're back learning a whole new show, which is something different than the drum corps world as I know it. Three days for three weeks sounds kind of fun, though. Is that like, uh, are you on campus for that whole time? Yeah, so they'll let uh, the first year members move into the dorms or they'll move in early and then yeah. returners are hopefully back on campus. Um, no, but it's three times a day for three weeks for six days of the week. Oh, for six. Okay, I see. All right. <laughs> yeah, so that's 18 practices. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, still fun. Ballpark. Still fun. Yeah, still but... fun because you're out there with all the people you know. And then, and then uh, as you said, it's like two days into it, the people come back from Indianapolis from, from mm. uh, Drum Corps. And then it's like, Oh, wow, now they're back, and now, now we're really getting going. And how long is the uh, competi competition? <laughs> oh, my God, so many P's. Competition. competition season is for how long? Or... The season, it goes as long as typically the football season does, because that's a big ah, reason why the marching right. band will be it for college football. 
So I'm thinking for the Wisconsin Badgers, the season goes until late November. And then depending on how the football team does, if there's playoff possibilities or like the bowl games, that's one bonus performance in late December or early January. Yeah. And your college football bowl game trips are nice because they're, they're generally nice. Exactly. Yeah, you get to go to somewhere warm, hopefully. The, yeah. The locations are usually good because they put them in like nice places. But also in my experience, uh, I got to go to the Cotton Bowl with Penn State in 2019. Like they take care of you because the bowl committee is the one that's paying for everything typically, which is like a well-funded either charitable or just you name it like a commercial organization they actually rented an entire plane for the blue band to fly us down to dallas and then we had like pretty nice accommodations in dallas too but yeah uh college football in the states is a very very big money thing yeah it seems just so year? intense at the beginning of a school season, of a school year for me, because it's like I said, so foreign. I think I would be the the mom bringing the lunch and the coffee to the Ashleys that just go to billion different places and <laughs> tap on everyone's back and be like, "Woo woo, <laughs> see you in November." <laughs> With the hot pot, the how do you call it? The hot pad, the hand hot pad. The little, uh, oh the man, the hot hands. Yeah, I should know. <laughs> Like I go into um, hibernation, but instead of being away, I'm just at band. <laughs> <For like Yeah. laughs> Steven, what's your news story this week? Yeah, so just in case you have not had enough drum corps yet, uh, Drum Corps Europe is having their championships on Saturday, September 30th, uh, 2023. This is uh, being held in. Uh, you go. You got while it. You I got completely it. butcher this. <laughs> FC Dordrecht Stadion Kramesdich <laughs> Rewal Hoosworkers <laughs> Stadion. This is in the Netherlands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Netherlands. There we go. We know that word at least. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one right. The Netherlands. Um, so this will feature a number of ensembles in the premier class, which is their equivalent of like our world class. We have groups like Beatrix, Beaches, uh, Jubal, Spirit of 52. I actually uh, got to march with a member, a snare drummer from Jubal, as well as a bass drummer that taught it uh, Spirit of 52. Uh, I thought it was always cool when folks got to come over from Europe and really like make the trek out to do American band. But mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. They, uh, it's actually in some ways like a more broad competition in scope than uh, what we do here in the United States because mm-hmm. they have their premier class, junior class, which is kind of like a world class and open, but they also have a concert class, a marching percussion class, uh, exhibition class, and my personal favorite, drumline battle. So <laughs> they have... Uh, a lot of different things going on. It's cool to see that they cross borders in order to do their drum corps competitions in Europe. Um, and just need to know that this is a, an activity of international scope. It's not just something we get down to over here in uh, the Americas. <laughs> no but i remember because i'm trying to remember the name jackie who are, is the guy that you interviewed that talked about this right the jean Euro europe or am i mixing circuit 
I don't know. I don't know that. Did we talk to somebody about Drum Corps Europe recently? Or I know we talked to the show bands. um, We did. Oh yes, yes. We talked to Larry about the show bands. That's probably what it was. Actually, there is a show band competing in their own division. Just one of them, a show band at uh, the Drum Corps Europe Championship. So Ah. once again, that proves to be a very international activity. Mm -hmm. And then in the Europe. Crossing borders is so much easier than even here, even between Canada and the U.S. You, it's not. I mean, it's not hard to cross unless you're by foot or I don't know. But um, but in Europe, it's it's quite easy, and that's why. Like I looked at the the group names, and it seemed to be like it's still some of them come from pretty far. But I guess it does it move. Do you know? Like does the championship move, or is it like an uh, Indianapolis like us? Hmm. <clears throat> The, it's tough the, to tell from this page. Do you know, Jackie? I don't. I don't know about the, the Europe championship. I do know about mm-hmm. the, the championship that we talked about a couple weeks ago, the Moves. WAMSB championship. That does move. It's in a Moves. different country yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. So I I don't it know looks, if Drum Corps Europe is the same. I think I have a uh, not very thorough answer for you, but an answer nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, it was in the same spot. Oh. So I don't know if it always is, but they've at least done it two years in a row now. Okay. Huh. There is a convenience that comes with having the same event in the same place every year. Yeah. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, everyone. Thanks for a great rehearsal this week. Thank you so much to our hosts, Cynthia, Stephen, and Ashley. Thank you, Will, for joining us. Uh, can you give us your quick trip wrap-up? Well, I, yeah, you know, it's a little late now, so I probably still will be going to Quick Trip to get a late night snack. Oh, but yeah. no matter where you are, in between band practices, needing gas for the car, it's always a great place to stop and grab something that you'll need. Um, yeah, and I was super excited to join the podcast tonight. This was awesome. It's great to meet you all, chat with you all. What are your Thank you for coming where on the show. Where can we uh, find you whenever our followers sure. want to come and follow you? Uh, it should be my Instagram and TikTok, and they're the same handle. It's just first name, last name, William Hazeltine. Type that in the chat here, too, if you'd like to share we'll that out. We'll get it in our show notes. <laughs> uh, I have two reviews to read. Wait, really? Podcast. Oh, that's exciting. I know. I Wait, know. Will. Will, I want to fill you in. We've been asking for months for at months. the end of the episode. Oh <laughs> yes, I this can't believe be... we have two at once. So they're, they're gonna two become reviews, t-shirts. but are they good reviews or bad reviews? Because of that, the bad, well... you might be like, well, maybe we don't want to read those out loud. <laughs> hey, gonna get... if they're bad I, reviews, I'll review, I'll just though, them, and we'll make fun of the person who reviewed them. No, I won't do that. No, 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 no. We don't do that. That's called bullying, Jackie. We don't do that. But we can make merch and have a shirt with all the hate comments on it, and I will wear it. Okay. Oh yeah. A shirt of all of our well, haters. Our, like our first two reviews are good reviews. We have Ooh. a review from Ben. Says he loves our podcast. So thank you, Ben. He said Hi, I love that show. You, ben. Um, and then we have one from Marching Coffee. He says, I just listened to my first episode from Labor Day. It's super fun. So thank you guys so much for sending us some reviews. Give yes. us some reviews. Five stars, please. Five stars. Always. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, bring them on and, uh, I'll read them at the end of our episode. So check us out next week. We will do a deeper dive into DCA with some very special guests. 
go subscribe. Again, write us a review. Share this episode with a friend and follow us on our social media at On A Water Break. We will see you at the next rehearsal on a water break. Go practice. Thank <laughs> you.